Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. And uh, yes, um, you guys probably hear my voice going in and out. I did get sick last Friday, last last Friday, right after me and Marlene discussed Child's Play 2, my voice was shot. I could not talk for the entire weekend. My, my vo voice is just now getting back to where it was before. But um, at least it's working. So tonight, tonight um, you guys will uh, uh, hear a, a discussion ab about the Twilight Zone, the movie. And I will be discussing it with uh, Richard Moylan and Mr. Adam Backus. I'm so glad you guys are back. How how are you guys? How have you guys been? Doing real good, thank you. Signpost up ahead, Latrice. You're about to enter the warrior. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I I love the warriors. <laughs> I love the warriors. Well, uh, guys, um, <clears throat> uh, the Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, came out um, on. Um, I must say it was June, June 24th, 1993, and I do not have my notes with me. <laughs> oh my goodness, I always have my notes with me. What is wrong with me? Uh, okay. Okay, guys, I, I've got to stop the recording. No, you're right. It, it came out here. I'll tell you the thing. It came out June 24th, 1983. Okay, June 24th, 1983. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay, then I don't have to stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, well, uh, well, how how do you guys um like um or love? Because I know I love the Twilight uh Twilight Zone, Zone the movie. I I I have I have seen um even the original series because you know the original series came out um let's see uh in 1959 um of course I wasn't alive yet. My mom was just born. Um my mom was born in 1959. Uh but they do um they show reruns of it. I like every 4th of July. Well, they used to on the Sci-Fi Channel. Did you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. They do it uh, for New Year's Eve sometimes, too. Oh, do they? Yeah, um, and um, like, there are so many episodes. Oh, yeah, a lot. So many. Um, I, I want to say that I've seen a lot of the major ones, but not not all of them. Not even close to all oh, of them. Oh, no, no, no. And they use, I mean, like I said, they used to air all, all of the episodes all the time. Yeah. They'd be on like Nick at Night and stuff, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Nick make, at maybe Night. Making that up. <clears throat> but yeah, they, they were always in syndication. And I love you know, they're like, it's the, they're the perfect uh, show. Like when you're just trying to like throw something on while you're falling asleep. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, or yeah. just to fall asleep too. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then again, some of those stories are so scary that you lose sleep. Well, it depends which <laughs> one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> and those are the that's best ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, what did you guys think of the movie? Um, it. It, it, Richard, it, it, we'll it, start it, with you. Oh, oh, sorry. Good. All right. Um, I liked it when I was uh, a kid. I was only 13 when it came out. 
Uh, watched it earlier again today to refresh my my memory circuits, and I liked it just as much today as I did when I was a kid. Um, I watched, uh, like you said, when they did Twilight Zone marathons. In my case, in New Jersey, it was on Channel 11. Uh-huh. And I watched in the uh, I watched the show in the 80s when CBS brought it back. And then I think uh, I think the CW tried to bring it back, uh, but that only only lasted a season or two. But I watched. It was Twilight Zone. Uh, right. I, uh, and uh, it was I think I think Jordan Peele was the one who tried to bring it back and stuff. But uh, I did watch the first one. The, the first one was about the comedian. <laughs> I did like it. <laughs> Which uh, comedian? Uh, <clears throat> uh, oh my goodness. The first one. Uh, he was a, like an Indian comedian. And he would come up with different stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and when he said it... Uh, uh, um, Whatever he said, it came true or something like that. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, it, it was the first. It, it was on. Uh, I saw it on YouTube. So if I can, if I can find it again, I'll put it on the group page. Um, <clears throat> but it was the the new Twilight Zone that was um, that that we're talking about. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was the first episode of that. Of, of the um, first season. So if I can find it, I'll go ahead and put it on the group page. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, I agree. Um, the original, though, you know, nothing beats the original, I'm telling you. And, and Adam, <laughs> how about you? How do you feel about the the Twilight Zone as, as a whole? You know, not just the movie, but even the TV series. Um. Well, uh, it's, I mean, it's hard to um, downplay it. its cultural significance. I mean, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's a, it was a milestone of television. Um, Rod, Rod Sterling, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Um, yes, you're correct. Yeah, I mean, his, his, his mark on television is just like, you know, kind of still felt to this day. Um, Twilight Zone, Night Gallery too. Night Gallery was a, was a really good. Oh show. yeah, yeah, Night Gallery, yeah. Shows. But um, but anyway, it, it, I'm I'm not really. I hate to say it, and I have to brush up on. I'm not an expert on 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 the show at all. I've, I've seen the film. Oh yeah, way yeah, more I, times than I've seen like, the uh, show. Like a singular episode, yeah, a singular I, I'm with you, Adam. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as the, uh, the the movie goes, um, we were having a little conversation before we recorded, and whether we considered it a, like a horror film or not. And I, yes. I definitely do. Um, I mean, like there are parts of this movie that are so terrifying that even if there are uh, whimsical Amblin entertainment segment in the middle of the film, it doesn't negate the fact that. Like there's terrifying moments in this movie. Oh yeah, and, and enough that I consider it a horror film. I think there are more scary moments than there are, you know, ET, mm-hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind moments. Um, and I call I consider it a top five anthology film, a top five horror. Oh yeah, film. 
Okay. And like, and that's hard. To, there are so many good horror anthology movies. Oh my gosh, like, so many, uh, so many. Yeah, little, little, like Creep Show and Asylum and Trick or Treat, Cat's Eye, Tales from Yeah, Tales from the Dark Side. But I still, I, I, you know, I don't have like a top five on like I, but I know that this one is in my top five. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> now, I mean, some people might think, oh, oh, you just. You know that this isn't really that scary. But I I agree with you, Adam. I I um I for sure think this is a a, a really scary, especially especially the third segment. I mean, come on, you know. Uh, and I, I mean, I don't want to dwell. I mean, dwell in it uh, on it now because it, you know right. we we'll have so much to go get into. I agree, one hundred percent. <clears throat> we have so much to get into. There are two instances in particular that I'm thinking of. But like, yeah. Yeah. Just... yeah. Well, uh, well, <clears throat> well, who who's everybody's favorite character? Um, <clears throat> uh, Richard, we'll start with you first. Uh, who is your favorite character in? But 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 who is your favorite character? Uh, in your uh, I mean, not your favorite character. I'm so- sorry. I am getting ahead of myself. What was your? I wanted. I wanted to know what was your favorite segment. That's what I wanted to know. What was your favorite segment, uh, Richard? The, the whole movie was so good. It was, it it was, was hard to it focus was. on just one segment, but I gotta go with Nightmare Twenty Thousand Feet. Especially John Lithgow. He's yes, he yes, he really under everyone. He really did good. He was just fantastic. I mean, William Shatner uh, played that part in the original TV episode, right? But he couldn't hold a candle. No, no. Yeah, John, John, but see, John Lithgow is that kind of actor, though. I mean, he's he's just really, really good. Big difference in the Gremlin too. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god! The Gremlin in the the Gremlin in the show almost looks like I don't know. It's got like a clown wig on and right. almost 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 silly, you know. I mean, it, it was you know probably scary for the time. But uh, most movie, definitely, well, movie. it scared me. It scared the bejesus out of me. So <laughs> that was one of the things that that terrified me as a child by you know by watching this film. Uh, film. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> okay, Adam. Same question. Uh, what was your favorite segment? Well, I'm gonna answer, but then I have a segue. It's definitely segment four, Nightmare at uh, uh, the twenty thousand feet, two hundred thousand feet. Uh, I think it's um, number twenty thousand feet. Actually, I think the question really is: I think the segment they said they were at thirty-five thousand. Oh, okay. Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Um, okay. Directed by George Miller, who did like, he was awesome. Did like yeah, yeah. Road Warrior and all those movies. Um, I mean that by that, that is that's not only my favorite segment of this movie. That's probably my favorite anthology segment ever of, of uh, any movie. 
I mean that 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 it, it's just so it's so intense. Um, well, it take like, it takes you there, it, like you as soon as it comes on. The character, yeah, but it's just so creepy. Um, the effects of the oh, yeah. lightning. I mean, I've I mean I've never seen a movie that had such realistic like thunderstorm effects. Like you feel like you are in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yes. You know, and it's just, uh, just you know, well, yeah. everything was crowded. You felt the, the music. music. Oh yeah, you just, felt it. Yep, you felt that. But the music, that, that that violin twang that mm-hmm. just sounds so creepy and evil, yeah. and then like the gremlin is, itself, like what an awesome special effect. Like he's he's just rip, like what, reptilian and slimy and hideous, and he's just freaking great. But um, just on. The principle of uh, being a little different—that <clears throat> is my favorite segment. But I'm going to give an autumn, honorable mention to the prologue, which is oh uh, yeah, with, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd in the middle of the middle of the des- deserted. Yes. I can't. I can't sing anymore. I can't sing right now. But yes, I love that the song and everything. That was, my, that was my introduction to Cretans. Yeah, mine too. Because it was uh, Midnight Special. Yep. Oh my goodness. Uh, my introduction to Cretans was actually Forrest Gump. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Forrest Gump was my introduction to um, Cretans. But um, uh, but but their songs are so timeless. I love I love their songs. Like that opening though is just so it's 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 Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd. So right. You're not expecting, you're not expecting nothing, especially not from Dan Aykroyd. Anything terrifying. That was pre uh, Ghostbusters, right? That yeah. was pre Ghostbusters. Uh, so you. Yeah, you're before. Yeah, yeah. He was so, no, it was year before. Oh, it was a year before. Oh, well, I think Ghostbusters came out in '84. I believe you're right. Yeah, you're right. All right, you're right. Um, but you know, he was still pretty famous from SNL. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and Blues Brothers. Right. Oh yeah, Blues Brothers. Right. So like, you were just expecting like this cute little skit. Right. And you weren't expecting like this terrifying thing to happen. Oh, right. Especially with Dan Aykroyd being the terrifying thing. <laughs> right. Like your guard was completely down. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's what makes this movie work. Like you guys that's were a, saying before, you know, it's a large March moment. Yeah. It was it's kind of like the security blanket and then it's like ripped yeah, off. The, the, the security blanket. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I did forget to mention before um, before before I answer my own question, I did forget to mention the four directors that did direct this uh, movie. Right, um, <clears throat> John Landis he directed the the first segment and the prologue, um, actually. Yeah. And um, then um, Steven Spielberg directed Kick the Can. Um, uh, George Miller directed um, the last one, as you just mentioned, Adam. So, uh, you know, all great directors. I, I know um, uh, John Landis did um, direct um, Michael Jackson's Thriller as well. Mm-hmm. So, I always forget that he did that. Yeah. Who did, he, uh, 
But Tracy, I don't remember. Who directed that uh, that third segment with uh, Anthony, the little boy? Um. Oh my gosh. I Joe Dante. Yes, yes, Joe Dante. I knew I was missing one. I knew I was missing one. Yes, Joe Dante, and he directed the Gremlin movies. Yeah. Yep. And the Howling. Yep. Uh, yeah. I. I the howling i am i i think i have that on my schedule for next year <laughs> i love the howling <laughs> you, have joe, you have joe dante and john landis two directors that in most people and most horror fans pecking order you know either the howling or american werewolf of london are usually one or two right in your, in your top werewolf movies mm-hmm Oh uh, yeah, and they, they're they're both directing segments in this movie. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, that is cool. That is cool. Um, well, my favorite segment is kick the can. <laughs> I knew it. I see. Before, I was gonna guess your segment, Latrice. I was gonna <laughs> guess it, <laughs> and I, that is totally what I was gonna guess. <laughs> and you would have been right, sir. You would have been right. You know, Adam. I love the way that you know me so well now. <laughs> <laughs> I cracked the code. <laughs> yes, because you, because you, um, when I put hereditary on, you was like, I could have, I just knew that you weren't gonna like that. No, I get it. I, I, I you know, I, I, I think I know now what you, what, what you gravitate towards and what you, uh, kind of, you know, yes. would rather not, would, would rather not watch. <laughs> yes, I, I I love that, sir. I love that. <laughs> um, my yes, uh, kiss the can was my favorite um, segment. Um, that, but when I was younger, though, I loved um, uh, uh, what's the one um, the one that Joe Dante directed. I loved that one only only because uh, I, I thought Jeremy Litch was really really cute. So that was who what. Was, who was really cute? Uh, Jeremy Licht, he was the one that plays Anthony. Oh, on, the little um, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. little boy. Yeah, you know, if you know me being a little girl, you know, I just I thought he was cute. So, but yeah, I get it. I get it. But as older, as you know, as an old adult now, you know, uh, I mean, and yes, I know I said old adult. I am old. Okay, I'm 42 years old. Uh, no Can't offense, be. Richard. <laughs> no offense, Richard. <laughs> Uh, but um, but no, my my favorite segment was um, <clears throat> kick the can, uh, uh, because um, there's so many meaningful and, and all throughout this movie is meaningful messages. Don't get me wrong, but but kick the kick the can is so meaningful. You know, uh, I mean, it's a blessing to reach the age of twenty. Or 30 nowadays, let alone, you know, in your 70s or 80s, you know. And there was a, you, there was see, there was a scene in the segment um, of the older man who, um, uh, and of course, when I was younger, I didn't even pick up on this, but there was a scene in the in the uh, segment where uh, where you saw the old man visiting with his son, and his son basically wanted oh. nothing to do with him i mean you know wouldn't even let him come cases. visit yeah you know and, and his suitcases yeah yeah he had his suitcases had, like, you, you told me i could come visit this weekend yeah, like, oh, yeah. Sorry, it's not a bad it's not a bad week 
Yeah. Right. And How many times has he heard that? Yeah, and then like <laughs> one of the friends is like, well, he, he, "This happens every other weekend." Or exactly. And like, exactly. And and it may. I can't be... even imagine doing that. Yeah. I, I just I just I just want to say this about uh, that segment. Uh huh. You gotta love Scat Man. Oh, yes. he is best. the be- listen. He's the best. And, and I'm gonna, uh, you're gonna hear me say this on the on the signing episode too, uh, Richard. Yeah. When we do the signing, you're gonna hear me say this. He is the best part of the signing, in in my opinion. He is the best part of the shining. Uh, ne- next to John Lithgow, uh, Scat Scatman is number two. Uh, as, yes. As far as actors in the, in Twilight Zone. Uh, yes. You, you just have it. You got you 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 gotta love it. Yeah. You I I mean he just gives off that aura, you know yeah. that he he was the man he's to the, go he's to. Really the, he's got you thinking that you can really become young again. <clears throat> right. And the, well. What, yeah, up, up, you know, it worked for a while. They were actually kids, and then they, when they became older again, but they were still kids up here. Right, exactly, right, right, exactly. Right. And, and that's what, and that, to me, that was the point of the whole segment to yeah. to be young in your mind. Um, and <laughs> let, let me ask you this. The, the one old guy, I think, is uh, the, the the one with the suitcase and the skin. Yes, Carl uh, Roy, I think that was his name. Conroy. At the end of that episode, when he's kicking the can around, maybe he got some. You know, maybe Scatman rumped off on him a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, because you remember, if you remember the scene before that. Uh, he, he, said he wanted to go. yeah, he wanted to go, but like, um, like his friend told him, Mr. Aggie said, you know, you, you, you have to stay with yourself, you know, you can't go with me, you know, you have to stay, you have to stay with yourself. And I think that, I think he was meaning that, you know, you missed your chance, you know, you had a chance to come, you had a chance to, to relive. But, and that's another thing. Uh, um, I think with his son, the underlying message with his son was he wasn't there. I, I, I because you know you don't like Adam just said he just said a couple of minutes ago I couldn't even imagine doing that to my dad, and that was only that was because your dad was probably there. He was probably there in the moment. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. I couldn't even do that to a stranger. Yeah. You know, like some old man I didn't know. But yeah, yeah, and that's all thanks to your dad. Your dad made you who you are, and it's kind of like what Mr. Agui said. He said, "There's a destiny that," uh, and I think I wrote it down, or did I? I might not have. But you know, there's a destiny that kind of sees your end. You know, and maybe throughout Mr. Conroy's life, he just was there. He was never living. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, I think that that is the scariest thing of all, especially when you get old. 
when you get old and you have to look back on your life and you say, oh my God, God, I didn't do anything. That's the scariest part, you know. And and, and even um, Mr. Boomer, Scottman, uh, uh, you know, he said, he said it best. He said, uh, you know, I would rather be my true age and keep a young mind. So, so yeah, that was why Kick the Can was my favorite episode, uh, my favorite segment. They're all good, but that's a good segment. Yeah, yeah. They, they are all good. Yeah, you couldn't go wrong with anyone you picked on this one. Uh, no, no. <clears throat> and and actually, you know, that uh, what is your least favorite segment? You know, uh, 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 <laughs> we I know we all couldn't, you know, pick one because they are all so good. But uh, I I did pick I did have one um, that I did like the least. Uh, I don't know if you guys um, had one that you did like the least because they were all good. Even the one that I picked that you know. That I like the least. Even this one is so very good, and the actors were so good. Uh, but um, but but did you guys pick any um one that could be your least favorite? Adam, did you pick anyone that could yeah, be? Yeah, uh, that would be the uh, the first segment. Uh, yeah. Segment one with Vic with Vic Morrow. Time out. Uh, yeah. Um, This, this says it was called a, qual- a quality of it was a remake it was a partial reworking of an episode called a quality of mercy yes yes i read that matter of fact i think i wrote it down in my notes yeah um but anyway not not just because of the the the, the terrible uh accident that happened Right, right, right. Which, which, which like, as much as I love this movie, and obviously I knew nothing about that when I watched it as a kid. Right, of course. Adult, I didn't either. Of course, either. we all know about it. And, um, I mean, it, I, as much as I love this movie, it does taint it somewhat. I mean, it, yeah, it does. It's hard, it's hard not it to. does. Um, but it's not just the fact that, um, you know, while watching that scene in the back of your mind, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is horrible. Uh, accident happened but also because uh, it's incomplete like that's not because of uh, Vic Morrow's passing uh, during the filming of the episode they never got to do the actual what was supposed to happen in the in the in the episode Mm -hmm. which was you know in in the episode he's in in the freight car um, you know he's in Nazi Germany and he's supposedly you know they're, they're taking him away to Auschwitz or concentration camp or, or what have you, and that's so it, it ends in a very dire, um, right? Dark, it's a very dire, dark ending. But what is supposed to happen is that he, he, he goes to the concentration camp and uh, escapes with a bunch of other um, Jewish prisoners, and you know, kind of has this like transcendent moment where he learns the error of his ways. And at the towards and then you know at the end he's supposed to go back to um, you know the present as, as as a changed man like that was the yeah yeah that's the that was the that's the essence of the story so we never got a chance to see that 
Yeah, and I and mean, that in that uh, way, I do feel cheated. I, I feel I mean, cheated. It, it's so effective how they ended it. it. It's actually surprising to me, like how effective it is. Mm-hmm. Like when when the train starts going away, and you just know, okay, you're never going to see him again. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty effective how they were able to splice that together into kind of like an effective ending. But 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 yeah, it, it, I just feel cheated that we didn't get the. Yeah, the proper ending that you know that that was um, intended. Yeah, and, and, and you know I um, <clears throat> it's hard not to blame the director because he should he should have known better. Um, you know, um, but I I, I think. Um, because you know a lot of um, friendships was ruined because of it. I know Steven Spielberg and John Landis they were never friends again after this movie. I mean his career was ruined. I mean I yeah, mean, that, that, that's that's small potatoes compared to like people's lives. I, I totally right, right, exactly, but, but, exactly. But his 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 career was ruined. I mean he was after Animal House and um, American Werewolf in London. I mean he was he was and Thriller. Writer. Because he did thriller right, right after. Yeah, I mean, he was a hot, hip, cool director, and, and then essentially ended it. Yes. It, yes. Well, guys, we have to uh, take one quick little break, and we will be back sure. after this. All right. So, um, uh, Richard. Uh, do you have a least uh, favorite um, uh, segment? Yeah, it's um, and again, I, I, I hate to like single out one segment as mm-hmm. my favorite, and likewise, I'm I'm really kind of reluctant to single out one episode as my least favorite. Um, but uh, t- the the segment with Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, what was that one called? It's a good life. It's a good life. Yep. A good life. Yep. Yeah. Um, not so. Yeah. Anthony himself was a little annoying. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Latrice. I know you had a crush on. Him, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, he, he was just a little annoying. His family was annoying as hell. Yeah. They were. <laughs> just the way they were fawning all over him. Anthony, we love you so much. What do you want for dinner? Shut up. <laughs> Even Anthony was was oh, like that. He was like, "Oh, shut up." <laughs> terrified me as a kid yep that was fantastic nothing scared me more than that and this the reveal of the sister with no mouth yeah that scared the crap out of me i might be wrong about this but i think i read i may have read somewhere that that rabbit was designed by tom savini Uh, yes yes he was hey matt well hello you made it Yes, I I told the guys that you're at work and uh, you will pop in for a minute. Hello. 
Matt, this is uh, uh, Adam. Adam, this is Matt. Uh, Matt has never been on with Adam before. <laughs> I think one of my first uh, first podcasts, uh, I think Matt was there. I think that was either Freddie's Dead or The Blob. I don't remember. Which uh, the Blob. The Blob was first, and then it was Freddie, uh, Freddie's Dead. Yeah. Yes. Well, Matt, since I have you, what was your favorite segment of um the Twilight Zone? Oh, the kid that could make stuff with his mind. It's a good life, right? Yeah, it's a good life. Good yeah. Life. Yeah. yeah, that one. The, uh, the one where the kid uh, basically lives in the house. With his God. Yeah. <laughs> love, love that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, one's, that one's my favorite. Um, with a close second being... Uh, the stranger on the plane, the thing on the wing of the plane. Oh, okay, yeah, the uh, the one that Adam uh, loves. Yes. Yeah, good picks. <laughs> and what was your least favorite uh, segment? If you if you could even had one. I like them all, but if I had to pick one that I like, don't pay attention to as much whenever I watch that movie, I would have to say that. The very first thing where the guy's going through the different racial stereotype scenarios. That's what I said as well. Yeah, it sure is, Adam. Yep. Yep. And uh uh Richard, you just said that it's a it's a good life. Uh, that's that's your uh, least <laughs> I, 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 I was saying this I was saying this earlier. The whole movie is good. Oh yeah. Cool, oh yeah. But if I had to pick one that I uh, it was it's a good life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that because I like them all too. And if I had to pick one, I mean, uh, right, right. <clears throat> and, well, my uh, least favorite segment is um, uh, Adam and um, Matt. Um, I, I do agree with you guys. The first segment um, <clears throat> it is. Uh, I'm. It, all good actors, all good actors, from Vic Morrow to Stephen Williams to John Larroquette, all good actors. But I, I just, um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say because it was r racist or anything like that. Because for the for the time, that's how it was, you know, and. You know that that's how people like that guy felt. You know, so I think I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh no, go ahead. The reason it's like my least favorite or was growing up is as a kid I didn't understand those issues. So to, to me, I didn't ever. It took me until I was an adult watching it to understand what that segment was even about. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I watched Twilight Zone very early on in my horror. <laughs> oh yeah i i think we've all watched uh like you know like we were saying before we we've all watched you know the twilight zone you know even in the black and white days <clears throat> but uh you know it uh my uh you know uh the reason why i you know didn't really like this segment is because probably because of how real it really is because <laughs> yeah. you know i don't yeah. really like 
you know, I, I like for my, my horror to be fiction. You know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't like it if, if it's too real, you know, you, you know, you want it to be a uh, fiction, you know, you want it to be, you know, not real. When history close to home, sometimes it's a little hard for people to take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's what why you know it's my least favorite. You know, it just hits so close to home, and it's a real feeling. You know, so, so yeah. So okay, so who was your favorite character and your least favorite segment? <laughs> And uh, Matt, I'll go with you uh, for this one. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to step out for the unsung heroes, the two little kids that lost their lives in during that segment. And, and the man that lost his life. I'm going to say just, just as a blanket statement, um, because they were so dedicated to their craft and then there was a terrible accident, I'm going to go with them hands down. Oh yeah. Well, they risked they risked their lives. That's for sure. Yeah, when they didn't have to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Adam, same question uh, to you, sir. Uh, who was your least? Uh, who was your favorite character in your least favorite segment? Yeah, it's gonna be a rough one because, like, uh, yeah, the least favorite segment doesn't have very many. Uh, yeah. Good characters in it. So what I'm gonna the guy I'm gonna uh, nominate, I don't know his name. You might have already alluded to this actor, but I can't remember what his name is. But anyway, in the bar scene in the beginning, when Vic Morrow's kind of like going through his uh, racist tirade about you know why the, uh, he's he's not getting a promoted at work and um you know how the country's going to hell and he's like blaming like you know, every race under the sun. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the uh, African-American gentleman who comes over to the table and basically was like, you don't stop. If you don't stop your, your mouth, I'm going to stop it for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's not exactly what he said, but something along those lines. Yeah. I think he's the most, uh, the only other. Like, yeah, like, he's, like, he's like the only <laughs> one, right? <laughs> in, in the entire uh, episode. So yeah. I'm going to go with him. Yeah. Oh, that's Stephen Williams, by the way. He was in. Yes, yes. He was in uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, uh, 21 Jump Street. Yes. Um, He's the bounty hunter in uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Yep. yep. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. He might have been. I feel like he was the guy talking about. Uh, you say he, you feel like he was in what, Matt? Airplane. Uh, oh, yeah, he might have been. But I he played. Another sorry. Yeah, he was Creighton Duke, the bounty hunter, and Jason yeah. goes to hell. And I always like thought that he was, he seemed like such a cool character, and I was just like, I like I wish that guy was in the in the in the franchise sooner. Like yes. Would be, wouldn't it be cool? Like he showed up as Creighton Duke. You know, he's like the uh, Sam Loomis of uh, uh, yes. Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. You know, that would have been awesome. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Ye
Right? Yeah, instead of just like showing up at the end and being like, yeah, I'm this bounty hunter that's been going Yeah. Out. And I was like, oh, oh, really? Because like, I'm pretty sure this is movie number uh, right, eight? 10 or whatever it is. And like, <laughs> I haven't seen you. I'm like, you seem like a cool dude. Where have you been? For real? <laughs> yes, I would have loved to have seen him in Friday the 13th Part 5, darn it. Instead of yeah. instead of them having a, a fake Jason. It was a cool idea for a character. And it's just like, yeah, it, it really was. They didn't do anything with him. Well, no, <clears throat> my favorite character um, in my least favorite um, uh, segment were actually the two ladies, <laughs> the two waitresses, that, or, or was it just one? one? Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot but, about yeah, uh, uh, he was trying to hit on one of them, and she's like, yeah. don't touch me. And, yeah, yeah. And, and the other one was like, don't talk to me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> because he was just being such a pig. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, was. he was acting very entitled. Like, he just, he just yes. raised for yeah. of what he was. He deserved, like, the affections of that waitress. Right. Like, he, all these things, he just, like, deserved them. Uh, yeah, because he was better. He got what he deserved. That's what. Yeah, but and and and, uh, you know, so many people feel that way now, even now, even today. You know, oh, I'm better than this person, so I should get this. You know. I think today they call that white privilege. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say that. (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) Oh, I didn't want to say it. I'm so glad you did, though. Now you're off the hook. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so who was your least favorite character? Huh? Got to ask Richard. Well, no, you forgot to ask Richard his favorite character in the three segments. Oh, oh right. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> who was your um? Uh, who did I forget now? Uh, Matt, I'm sorry. I've been sick this whole week. Richard, uh, Richard, you didn't go on on this one. Yes, Richard, I'm sorry, oh, Richard. Oh. I I I've been oh, so listen, one. guys. I've been sick this whole week, so you'll have to excuse me. <laughs> You're going to treat. Favorite character from least favorite episode? Uh, right. yes. yes, yes. So you what gotta pick somebody from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Dick Miller? Oh, Dick, Dick Miller! I would have picked Dick Miller just because he's awesome and everything. <laughs> he is. And he was in every horror movie in the eighties. It seemed like I, loved, I just love seeing that guy. He always plays the same guy. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I forget the name. Everybody from everybody from the Gremlins to the Terminator. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like yeah, cho- a chopping mall. Like he was in like some yes, movie, like, the Howling. He was in chopping mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the janitor. Yeah, was like a, the janitor. Oh, okay. He was the yeah. first victim, I think. That was all. Yep. Dick Miller's the best. Dick Miller. I think, trying to uh, hit I think Matt was trying to... Yeah, I gotta go. Oh, okay, Matt. Well, thank you for coming in, at least for this. And, you know, I, I thought yeah. you were going to be on um, uh, even... Uh, 
<laughs> I, I thought you would stay on longer a little bit, but I, I understand. I'm on a small break, but uh, the horror movie warriors, love you guys. Uh, thank you so much. My favorite character, my favorite segment is Ethel. Just so you know. Oh, okay, uh, guys, I was coming Ethel. to you. <laughs> uh, nice and, to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you too. Y'all have a great night. You and too, Matt. Matt. Thank you. you. All right, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, and and well, he said, uh, he said Ethel. I'm go. I, I'm going to tell you guys. You guys probably already know that that was Nancy Cartwright, the girl who uh, voices Bart Simpson on The Simpsons. Who is Ethel? Huh? Ethel was that. Uh, was the sister. Sister, that oh. he, he sent her into the TV and she was oh, like, Oh, right. And he's like, Oh, Ethel, who would have known? Right. <laughs> I, love what he say, I love what he says right afterwards. He's like, That's all, Ethel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That is good. Yes. My, my, fav my favorite uh, part was when he when, was when he was, um, he, he, she said, um, Go ahead, Anthony, do it. And he said, do, do what, Ethel? <laughs> Just in such an innocent voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's right. nothing innocent about him, even if he did have a crush on him. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> okay, so, okay, he, he said his least favorite. Well, who was your um, least favorite character, guys, in your, in your favorite segment? Uh, Richard, I'll go to you first. Who was your least favorite uh, character in your favorite segment? That little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. She was so annoying. She was. She annoying. really was. <laughs> From the second you saw her, she was taking the Polaroid of Liv yeah. Cow. Yeah. What's your problem, oh. mister? <laughs> And I, I love the one point, uh, I think after one of Lithgow's freakouts, uh, they're taking the little girl away. Her mom wakes up and she's like, oh, what does she do now? <laughs> she do lady. That little girl. That was, <laughs> that, uh, that scene where um, <clears throat> he was, uh, no smoking. <laughs> well, my uh, I have to I have to say this, and then I'll um come to you, uh, Adam, and ask you. But my favorite part was when he, uh, John Lithgow's character was like, "We're all gonna die, die, die," and he was looking at the little girl as he said it. <laughs> That was my favorite part of that segment. <laughs> and well, uh, Adam, uh, same question. Who was your uh, least favorite character in your favorite segment? All right, I had said the uh, prelude with the one with Dan Aykroyd and, and, and Albert Brooks, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm not gonna do that one because there's only two characters. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do the same one. Uh, Nightmare uh, Twenty Thousand Feet. Isn't there a U.S. Marshal? Yes. Uh -huh. Like a bigger guy that like keeps like looking back. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. So I'm gonna He's go. I'm gonna, seat in front of Lithgow. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps like scowling at him. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I, I thought he was scowling at him, especially uh when he was smoking, because yeah. he was like, yeah. "Listen, it, and this is just my opinion opinion about this guy." I think he was looking at him like, if I can't smoke, you can't smoke. Put it out. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's just jealous. (laughs) Isn't Oliver Stone the the, the pilot? Or is that something else? Doesn't the pilot come out and try to, like, calm him down? Uh, Yes. Yes, he does. I don't know if that was stone or not. I thought it was, I think, uh, let's see. Sorry, sometimes. Oh, no, that's fine. I, I do know that uh, Rod Sterling's wife is in it. Yes. And, but, yes, yeah, she, uh, they're, they're knocking on the laboratory door. Mm-hmm. She pops in between the two stewardesses. Yeah. Asks if everything's okay. And she's holding on to a copy of the Twilight Zone magazine. Oh, is she now dead? I didn't yeah, even I notice. So I went back to that scene and I'm looking at it I was like, yep, there it is. Wow. Um, another, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to it later um, as well, but I do know that she just recently passed away. She passed away in 2020. Who did? Um, yes. Oh, she had a long life. She, she did. Yeah. She did. She lived a very long life. I, I wanted to, want to say she was 90 years old. Yep. She probably had a nice long life. Yes, she did. Twilight Zone episodes were probably paying her royalties. To the oh, my gosh. Yes. Her and her family are paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, yes. they're, they're good to go. They are good. Um... <clears throat> Let's see. Um, my least favorite character uh, in my favorite segment. Uh, I I didn't really care for Mr. Conroy. You know, uh, it, I felt bad for him, especially after what his son and his daughter-in-law did to him. But he was so bitter. Um, right. You know, I didn't like that. Um, you know, it, it was like he was content in being old and just existing. Right. You know. Until he saw the kids. Yeah. That's why that that's that's why until he saw the kids, he was just a bitter. bitter yeah, man. and you know what? It makes me think of this conversation that I had. Uh, with this guy on Facebook, <laughs> there was this guy. Well, okay, uh, let me go back even further. There is this, um, and you guys might have seen it on Facebook. It was, um, uh, it was a news article uh, about um, the. Um, there were some people in Chicago who had put up a Halloween display. Uh, it was a uh, Max from Stranger Things lifting up the ground oh, and they had like a i mean i mean it was I so, a halloween display I yeah it was so cool but you know a lot of people had a lot to say about it of and uh and i um i forget exactly what i said but there's this guy 
who was saying, he was like, well, you know, Halloween is for kids anyway, you know, and, and I was like, well, tell <laughs> I said, well, tell that to all the uh, people, that, uh, to all the people in my group. I mean, my, by God, I have a horror, horror group of adults who love Halloween. There's something wrong with it. And then he was like, well, yeah, sadly, you know, there are people who will never grow up. I'm like, sadly? What? And I said, I said, listen, adulting is hard. I I said, adulting is hard. You know, and it will make you snap. You know, I mean, there is nothing wrong with a, with a young mind. And, and I, I actually started to tag uh, some of you in the in the conversation, to be honest. Oh, you should have tagged me. To me, I, I actually was going to tag some of you because I'm like, is this is this man for real? I mean, do we just do you, do we get older and forget what what it was like to be a child? A lot of people do, unfortunately. I think some of us do, yeah. And like, I, that's people that forget that kind of thing are. No. I mean, it, they're, they're the reason why the world is in the state I'm that sorry. it is right now. You're right. If everybody Amen, forgot, remembered, Amen. you know, the one thing that I, I I try to keep myself. It's going to sound weird, but almost as childlike as possible. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like, like. Obviously, I, I, I do the the nine to five five grind, and I do all that stuff. Right. But like, but up here, like, I, I keep it. I don't yeah. know. I, I keep it pretty loose, and I try to I'm, like. I'm right there with you. Um, here I am. I, I'm in. You know, I got the white beard. I'm, a, I'm in my fifties, but with my kids. And, 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 my, and, my, and my entire family, I have like a, they'll, they'll be the first to tell you my dad jokes. Sometimes <laughs> if I say one more off I'm the like, chain, <laughs> they're gonna kill me if I tell one more dad joke. What like, um, you lose your sense of wonder or your yeah, sense? Of, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, but like once you start stop being curious about things, and like Halloween is all about. Let your imagination just like take over. Yes, like yeah, and, and there, that's what wild. it is for me. Yeah, that's why I love I still to think that every every Halloween I still think to myself, you know, maybe I'll see a vampire this year. Like, who knows? Uh, right. Like, you know, you know, probably you know? not. Probably not. I probably want right. to see a ghost or a werewolf or a vampire, yeah. but I still think I, I could when I was ten years old. I would love to walk up and down Main Street. Of my town here on Halloween dresses Michael Myers. <laughs> you said and then recorded. <laughs> You're a tall guy, aren't you, Richard? Oh, uh, five ten, five eleven. Okay, all right. Well, that's still it'll, it'll uh, work. Not necessarily with like you know running around with like a a, a, a fake knife covered in blood. Just walking yeah, yeah. on the street, going the mask. you know whatever whatever oh, store yeah. yeah, and just standing there staring. Yeah. Until somebody notices me and freaks the hell out. Right. Well, you know, that's what I was going to do for um, uh, Halloween uh, when I have my podcast, uh, my um, 200th episode podcast. Um, me and Brian are going to be outside and everything. We're going to be outside amongst all the trick-or-treaters. 
and uh, I was gonna I was gonna have my brother. Um, well, actually, he has a Jason mask. I have one of them to wear on Michael Myers mask, but he has a Jason's mask. So I said, okay, that'll do. But uh, he moved back to Detroit with his wife earlier this week. So now, so now I have to get somebody else to do it. I, I might have my um, I might have my cousin do it. Oh, if I could get out here. <laughs> do it? Well. I, I don't think he's going to want to. I, I I would. I would have him do it, yeah, but I don't so think cool. that he would want to. Give so. him some honeydew chores. Honeydew this, honeydew that. Put this mask on. <laughs> you know, if I could get him to do it, Adam, I am I'm definitely I, going to. I know to. he edited, edits your episode. He's probably going to cut that right off. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably is, too. <laughs> Oh gosh! But no harm feeling, man. No harm feeling. <laughs> oh, he forgives you, no. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I personally would like to see a mummy in in real life. I don't know. There's just something about the mummy that I really, really am curious about. You're awesome. Dude, that makes me think of Monster Squad when the mummy's just like escaped from the museum and he's just yeah. dragging himself down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Mummy came to my house. <laughs> I would love to see that. But no, uh, I mean, and I think that's another thing about the Twilight Zone. It's so classic. So classic. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Universal Monsters to me, I know we're getting on a, a huge tangent. So I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. But this always happens. Monsters, the universal <laughs> monsters to me are Halloween. Yes. So, vampire, yeah. like yeah, Dracula, Dracula, werewolf, Frankenstein, mummy. Always. Always. Like, if I see those guys, like those to me are like, they're the, they're the Mount Rushmore of yes. Halloween. Yes. And, and, and you know, uh, I mean, um, I love what seeing all the ha halloween decorations excuse me i love seeing all the halloween decorations i go to neighborhoods and just walk around oh yeah yeah i love i'll drive out of i'll drive 20 minutes i only go to a neighborhood and just walk around and look as i probably look like a freak but right. I, i'm just walking around <laughs> taking it all in taking it like yeah nothing, yeah nothing gets me excited more than like somebody with some, some cool decoration and it doesn't take much like no know. no it doesn't like i mean I, I always say oh my decorations are lame but but you know what i mean we, i have ghosts on the door i have a ghost um by my window still and i have a skeleton in our bushes you know so i mean i, I think that's scary <laughs> and i, I think it's good house. i drove by a house a couple of days ago and they had uh like big and Inflatable characters from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, and the there was the, the biggest one. This thing had me eight feet tall easily. Was uh, Boogie Boogie. Yeah. Wow. Green and yeah, I, I this scene in my mind, I'm seeing him dancing around and singing that song that he sings. In <laughs> Well, guys, we have to take another little break, and we will be back with another question.
All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> my next question is, uh, and uh, we we kind of always already went over this, uh, but um, in, in your opinion, what made Twilight Zone the movie scary? Because you know there wasn't really any death scenes per se. I mean, I guess you could say um, uh, Mel Brooks. Um, I guess uh, you could definitely say Ethel. Um, but other than uh, or oh, and um, I'm, I'm well, we can't even say Bill because he didn't really die in the segment. So, so we didn't really get that many death scenes at all. But <clears throat> we, uh, in spite of that, it was still scary. You know, um, what makes it scary to you, guys? And your opinion, uh, Richard? Well, I'll come to you first. And I, I think, like I said, I think we've already gone over it. But um, especially with the TV shows, some of those twist endings were insidious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was um, there was one episode from the '80s Twilight Zone. It was, it was, uh, I'll never forget. It was called Grandma. And it was based on a story from Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. The little boy who played Bastion in Never Ending Story was in this. And there was a jump scare towards the end of that episode that I, I don't remember how old I was 15, 16. That jump scare happened and I, it, I was right out of my couch. It scared me right off my couch. And <laughs> not, not every, not every episode of, of T Zone was like that, but it was one of the things that made it scary. Was the the, the just just the, the 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 twist endings and um, just the thing. It it, it, it it hit your imagination. Oh, oh yeah. And the imagination can be very, very scary. <laughs> you telling me? Hey guys, I hate to do this. Um, there's been an emergency uh, oh. with my family. Oh yeah, go ahead. And um, it's with my little nephew. He got rushed to the emergency room. So. Oh my gosh. I got a. I got a. Uh, gotta, gotta oh, go him. ahead, Adam. Yeah, please absolutely. go. Go. When, when I understand, he's all. He's all right, but I gotta. Oh yes, please go. Go be with him. So I'm really sorry, but it was, oh, no it was problem. Talking to you guys, you too, Adam. I'm praying for your nephew. Yes, yeah. go, right. well, please go. I'll I'll let you know. Okay. Yes, right. please do. All right. Yeah, I'll, I hope his nephew will be okay. I, I am going to pray for him. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but um, uh, but yeah, um, uh. Richard, the, the Twilight Zone, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of um, Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side was a good uh, good show, and I, 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 I don't have that on my schedule. I should have put it on my schedule for next year, but I didn't. And, and, and if, if it wasn't for the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits, oh, yeah. we don't have from the dark side we don't get creep show yep that, that's, that, that's uh, monsters I, did you ever see monsters 
Uh, a couple episodes here and there. Never watched it with any regularity. Oh my goodness! I, I'm going to put you know I'm going to put one uh, uh, an episode on there tonight. I might put an episode on. You know what? I'm just going to do the whole damn anthology series. You're going to binge it. <laughs> I'm going to put Monsters, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, the the Twilight Zone, Outer Limits. I'm going to do all that tonight. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Twilight Zone the movie was just so good so good uh it i mean and that's because the series was so good yeah so yeah um and uh well what makes it scary in my opinion the mysteries the unknowns the question of how the heck can that be or or how in the heck can that happen you know right. uh there may not be any deaths but you have a white man who was literally placed in the shoes of a black person who was to be lynched by the kkk that's terrifying if i think you know if if i'm white that's terrifying to me you know uh then you know um he's put he's also put in the jew in the shoes of a jewish person about to be executed that's again that's terrifying. It's terrifying. And, and uh, you know, then a man turns into a monster on demand. You know, that's talking about Dan Aykroyd's character. You know, he turned into a monster, like, just like that. He's just like, want to see something scary? <laughs> and then... What, re- what really creeps me out about that scene is that you, uh, I think you heard a little... <laughs> As, as Albert Brooks's neck was being snapped. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's being snapped in two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you heard that a little bit. And then, uh, you know, then you have we have an erratic man on a plane and a little boy who can make things happen just by wishing it. Yep. All of that is pretty scary, in my opinion. <coughs> Agreed. And now we could come to my last question, um, Mr. Richard. Um, how does Twilight Zone, the movie, pertain to the Bible? And uh, I'll go first this time. I'll let you go after me, Richard. Sure. Um, uh, every time I watch the segment, kick the can, because that's exactly what you know I was I was thinking about when I was watching this movie and came to this question. Kick the kick the can because it just had so much meaningful uh, messages, in my opinion, in that segment. And every time I watch it, <clears throat> uh, uh, you know, I think of this scripture in the Bible. It says, "I have been young, and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread." And that Psalm. That's Psalm 37, 25. And I don't think it means that old people weren't sinful in their youth or anything like that. But, or maybe even now, you know, I don't think it's saying that, you know, they're not sinful or can be sinful. Um, But I think that it is just saying that, 
they became old because of the grace of God. You know, I, I just think they had such a grace on their lives that, uh, uh, and all of us, you know, all of us, you know, Richard, you have such a grace, you know, in your life that, you know, you're getting older and you're getting wiser, you know? Slowly but surely. <laughs> and, and you know what? The Bible, the Bible actually has a lot of scriptures about becoming old, a lot more than I actually thought. And another scripture that I came across was this. Wisdom is with the aged and understanding in length of days. And that's Job 12 and 12. And I agree with this. I mean, I'm only 42 years old and I feel like with every passing year, with every passing day, I get more and more more wisdom just because of you know what I see on the TV and how I feel. You know, you know, <clears throat> life is not for the weak, <laughs> in my opinion. Nope. You know, nope. I, I totally agree with you there. And it is a journey, and you know. <laughs> Um, actually, I was talking to a friend of mine um, before this podcast. Uh, her daughter is having a real rough time right now. But she also is actually doing a lot. And like I told my friend, my friend, I said, you know, life is a journey. You know, life is a journey, but we got to keep going so we can uh, fulfill our purpose and destiny. And she and her daughter is only 16 years old, you know, so she keeps, she's got to keep going so that she can fulfill her destiny. So she can get to the age where we are now, you know, and look back and say, I came through it, you know. And, and I think the old, uh, the older people in the movie, um, I, I just think that after they became kids and became old again, they had a new appreciation for where they were, you know, like one of my favorite quotes from the movie is, uh, by, uh, is said by Mrs. Dempsey when she was a kid, when, when he had her become a kid again, she was like, Oh, please, you know, I didn't ask to be young again. I just wanted to dance. I can be old and dance. <laughs> you know, that was my that was my favorite quote from her because she is right. You can be old and dance. And then uh, uh, Scatman's character is Mr. Bloom. I guess Mr. Bloom. Right. Okay. And they're talking about Haley's Comet at one point. And um, he, he, I think he said to Mrs. Dempsey, I said, well, do you want to see it when you're eight? Or do you want to see it when you're 80? Yes. And, she and then says, she said, you know, she wanted to see it when she was 80. 80. Mm -hmm. And um, I, just, I just find that that whole, um, that whole segment, that whole, the whole story is, um, <laughs> it was not my favorite as a kid. When, when I was younger, Twilight oh, yeah. to me was the scary stories and the suspense. Right, and I'm right. Watching, and I'm watching the segment with, uh, with, with Scatman, and, and I'm like, 
what the heck is this? Right. But now, now that I'm older, I can appreciate, you know, I, I found, I appreciated that story a heck of a lot more than I did. When we were young, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm I telling thought, you. you know, and it's, I, think, I think at one point, um, <coughs> I have no problems admitting this. Okay. I got emotional when um, you know, when, when Conroy sat up and he saw the kids and he, then he brings in Miss Cox and there they are. They're normal. Women. Yeah, they're normal age. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just sitting there and I, 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 I the water works. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. I agree because I teared up when Mr. Convoy woke up. Essentially, you know, uh, when he woke, when his eyes were open, and he said, "I want to go too." You know, take yeah. me with you. Yeah. I, I want to go too. I, I'm ready and now. He says, "I'm ready now." It looked, like, it looked like A.G. kind of wanted him to, wanted to take him. Yeah. It looked like A.G. wanted to bring Conroy with him. But here's the thing. Him, here's the thing. And I and it, it just came to me right now. There's some places that we can't go with anybody else. Um, you know, uh, like Mr. Aggie said, you can't come with me. You know, uh, and, and you know, there's just some things that we can't go. We we can't go. You know, we, we he couldn't go. You know, he had to. Uh, but but the scene after that, what what? Uh, and you had uh, actually um, touched on it when you were saying how you know he was kicking the can at yeah, the end of the segment. You know, so he he. He woke up from his bitterness, from whatever it was yeah. that was holding him back yeah. from being. And when I was, when I was a kid, I thought that he was, you know, it, it, you know, maybe if I kick it this time, I'll turn into a kid. Maybe if I kick it this time, I'll turn into a kid. But, but now that you know, now that you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm older, and we're we're talking about it here, I again, I think Conroy found that magic in his head that Uma talked about. Yep. Yep. It, it, it's all in your mind. It's all yeah. it's all in yep. the mind. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. There, there's a part of there's a part of my mind. I, I said this earlier, you know, the bad dad jokes and you know um I there's a, just a part of me that refuses that refuses to grow old. Oh yeah. And we gotta be that way. We got to. Because you know, I see it even in my grandmother. My grandmother is 83 years old and she doesn't really like to do much. When we had first moved to Texas, she was in her 70s. So she she tried to do, you know, a lot of the stuff that we were doing and everything, but she has since then now calmed all the way down down she don't really like to do much she'll she'll drive to the store when not me and her will go to the store and stuff like that with mm -hmm. each other um but um <clears throat> but essentially 
she doesn't really like to do much. She, uh, me, her, uh, me, her, and my mom will play cards because you know me and my fiance and my and my son, we we all live with my mom and my grandmother, which I love. I love that I'm close to them. But uh, um, but my grandmother, she is, you know, she she'll tell me, oh, I'm getting so old now. I'm getting so old, and you know, me and my fiance, we look at each other and we we tell each other a lot. Like she shouldn't think like that, you know. She should think young, you know, yeah. because I don't, you know, I I'm Facebook friends with a lot of uh, eighty something year olds, and they, you know, they're funky they're they like to get out and travel and stuff like that you that's know great. yeah that is it is and and i um i love my grandmother so much but i just wish that she had a younger mind <laughs> I, I cannot lie i wish she had a younger mind and that could be because see when she was younger when she was my age she really did do a lot of the stuff that you know you know she uh, she went to Vegas a lot and everything like that. So, you know, so she did live her life, you know, That's great. but you know, That's great. but see, you don't want to grow older and stop that. I, I, I don't think that you should want to grow older and stop that, you know, um, I, I, I think fun is the best way to go. And I think the fun is the best way to go out. Yep. Having fun. Yeah. Uh, well, how, how do you um, feel it pertains to the Bible or the Torah, um, in your case, uh, Richard? Well, uh, I think, Latrice, you, that you touched on a lot of it. Yeah. You did. You did. You really touched on a lot of it, and a lot of the things in the Torah are similar to the Bible. Um, as far as um, I was going to say, as far as um, our friend Vic Morrow, his, or his his character. Oh yeah. Uh, don't they always don't the love thy neighbor? Oh yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have that in my notes actually. Yes. Yeah, I I actually have that in my notes. Um, and a matter of fact, uh. Um, well, I don't have that one, but I did have another one. Um, and it kind of re reinforces that scripture that, that you just said. Um, cause I did, I did put him in my notes too. I, I didn't, I just didn't read that far, but, um, <clears throat> for his, um, I said, said, if a man says, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? And that's First John 4.20. And that's kind of like, you know, love that brother as thyself. And, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I just think that that guy's hatred made him selfish and there's a scripture for that too it, it says um <clears throat> uh, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem better than themselves 
what was he said what was what did he say to his friend he said you're not listening to me i'm saying that i'm better yes yes he said i'm saying that i'm better than some in words i'm better than some Jew. i'm better i'm better because i'm an american and do you know that that's how these people feel today that's the scary thing that is the scary scary. thing that's how they feel today richard i know i know they they feel like they're better because they're an american well guess what we are an american too we're americans too okay we are we are we are are americans too and we love this country and and i just believe I just don't understand it, and you know, without getting into the whole oh, long conversation yeah. about it, uh, I I just don't get it. Why? Exactly. Can you see that, Matrina? Why is there so much hatred out there? There's so much. There's so right? much, and it makes me so sad. You, know, I, I, you, you say that all the time. It's like, oh, I hate it, but hate is such a nasty word. It is. It really it's is. Nasty. It's nasty. And, and, and that selfish spirit will get you nowhere in life. Exactly. It, it will get you nowhere. It, I it, was taught when, when, my, when I was a little growing up, my parents, I don't have, uh, not, I, I like to think I don't have a hateful on my body I oh like, yeah uh, you know, i try to get along with it really oh yeah I, I have tried that you know like you said richard ever since i was a child you know i i, I just i love everybody and i would like to see everybody get along and, and you know i must say i have to admit <clears throat> that's a kind of another reason why i why i started this podcast because I wanted us to start talking about a thing that we could all agree upon, which is horror movies are fun. But that could it's not everybody likes Friday the 13th. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, oh my God, for, for, for Halloween ends, I don't know how many spoil. I, I I don't know how I have managed to avoid spoilers. Of me either, because there have been great. so many. Everybody who says it was great, there are at least two that say it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I I didn't think it was awful, <clears throat> but I. I'm hoping for a good, entertaining movie. That's all I'm asking yes, for. Yes. 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 I haven't I seen a I good entertaining movie in so long. I just want to sit there, eat my popcorn, and enjoy a good scary movie. Yes. That's yes. All. That's all I want. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, you you and your kids will be entertained. You guys will be entertained. Okay. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yes. Yes. It, uh, uh, it, it, um, Jamie Lee Curtis alone, you know. She of course she makes was, the movie, you know. She was my first horror crush. 
when I saw Napoleon. I fell on, you know, when I was a kid, I lost Jimmy Lee. Uh, you know, I forget who my first horror crush was. It was probably Johnny Depp, because one of my first movies was Nightmare on Elm Street. And Johnny Depp was a cutie. <laughs> so it was probably Johnny Depp. He was probably my first <laughs> uh, horror crush. <laughs> oh, well, I I don't have any more question, questions, but I do have five fun facts to share. Um, uh, and these are very, very interesting fun facts. I purposely did not write down any about the accident because I, I knew knew that we would touch on that right, um right. you know throughout this um episode anyway um but uh for my first fun fact um known for his meticulous preparation john lithgow had worked out certain scenes in his airplane seat in conjunction with the manufactured lightning outside the window however during filming, the crew member in charge of the lightning flashes was uh, activated too soon or too late, throwing off Lithgow's timing. <laughs> Although initially annoyed, initially he was annoyed by it, but he later came to value the experience after viewing the film, seeing that it added to his anxious, fearful character as he looked genuinely startled by the lightning. <laughs> oh, I love stuff like that. I do too. <laughs> uh, my fun fact number two uh, is segment one, Time Out, is the only original segment in the film. The rest of the segments are remakes of episodes from The Twilight Zone which came out in 1959, as I had stated before. Um, Time Out is, however, loosely based on one of the classic episodes, 1961's A Quality of Mercy. I knew I had written it down somewhere. Uh, a Quality of Mercy, about a World War II army man switching sides during the war. Um, my fun fact number three is, and I wrote this down because I, I, I think I did see him, but I'm not sure. Maybe maybe you saw him, Richard. But in the opening title sequence, Rod Serling can be seen reflected in the eye. I, I didn't, did it, it, am I seeing that correctly? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was him or not. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought maybe I. Quick, so you, you, you got to like. Keep your eye out, eye out for him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, my fun fact number four uh, is um, in the opening sequence, Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks are discussing the Twilight Zone. Aykroyd mentions an episode of the series about a man who acquires a stopwatch that has the power to stop time. Uh, Brooks Brooks says that the episode he is talking about is actually from oh, yeah. another series titled The Outer Limits, yeah. which was out in 1963. But Aykroyd reaffirms that it is an episode of The Twilight Zone. Aykroyd is correct. The episode to which he is oh. referring to is The Twilight Zone, a kind of 
stopwatch, and that was uh, in an, uh, in the series on in 1963. Okay. Uh, and my swing set number five is in the second segment, kick the can. Uh, oh, this is the um, sponge bath that I think that you and you and Adam was going to be like. Uh, Oh, you know, that's a good fun fact because I did that. That's why I wrote it down. Uh, in the second segment, Kick the Can, the husband and wife characters, Mr. and Mrs. Weinstein, are played by Martin Garner and Selma Diamond. Well, on the show Night Court, the night, remember the 80s show Night Court? Oh, yeah. Well, their characters, Bernie and Selma, were casually dating during the second season. I did not know that. And I I am a Night Court fan. I did not know that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> and and Selma, truth. she did a really good job in Night Court. Yeah, she did. Um, I got a trivia question for you. Sure. Who, who did the music for the 80s Twilight Zone opening? Oh my goodness. Remember it sounded kind of wonky and kind of weird and then it yeah. kind of morphed into the into the normal theme that we all know. Who did that music? I have no idea. The Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead did? The Grateful Dead. Oh my gosh. Now yeah. that is a good fun fact. That's a great fun fact, actually. <laughs> well, we're gonna take one more break, Richard. Just one more. It's the last break, and we will be right back after this. All right, guys. Well, now we go come on to the casting crew that's passed on, but I chose to do it differently um, this time because uh, I know a lot of people from um, <clears throat> a lot of people from the cast and crew have passed on. So I'm going to do the crew first. Um, the crew, uh, George Clayton Johnson, he did the screenplay for segment two. He passed away on December 25th, um, 2015, of a bladder and prostate uh, of of bladder and prostate cancer. He was 86 years old, though, so he lived a good life. Um, Richard Matheson, he also wrote, um, uh, did the screenplay in segment two. He passed away on June 23rd, 2013, at his home, and he was 87. Um, Melissa Matheson. He was legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one book he did, I am legend. He was. <laughs> uh, Melissa Matheson. Uh, she also did segment two. Um, but she was credited as Josh Rogan. Um, she passed away on November 4th, 2015 of um cancer. I think I said that right. Uh, she was 65. Um, Jerome, um, Jerome Bixby, uh, he, it was based on a story that he did. Um, segment th three uh, is a good life. Uh, he passed away on April 28, 1998 of heart failure. 
and he was 75 years old. And of course, the creator, uh, Rod Serling, uh, he passed away on June 28, 1975, after a series of heart attacks. Um, and of course, I, I had mentioned this, his wife passed away January 9th. 2020, and she was 90 years old. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, uh, he did the music. He passed away on July 21st, 2004, after a long battle with cancer. And uh, Alan Davio, I think that's his last name, Davio, uh, he was a cinematographer for segments two and four. He passed away on April 15, 2020, and he was 77. A lot of them died in 2020. Um, <clears throat> John Hera, he was another cinematographer. He was the cinematographer for segment three. He passed away on February 9, 2021, of heart failure, a week before his 81st birthday. Uh, uh, Stephen Larner. He was another cinematographer. He was the cinematographer for the prologue, for the prologue, or the prologue, I hope I'm saying that right, and segment one. He passed away on November 6, 2005, and he was 75 years old. Um, <clears throat> Mike Fenton, he did the casting. He passed away on December 30th, 2020. He was 85 years old. But uh, let me tell. I, I wanted to do something different for the cast because I just knew that that um, there were more cast members that have gone on than there was that was living. I was wrong. The, um, there was only twenty-two that passed away. There were seventy-seven. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me um, get that right. There were 77 cast members in, in this movie. Only 22 had died. So that be, means 55 people 55 are still alive. Still yep. 55 of them are still alive, including Dan Aykroyd, uh, Albert Brooks, uh, Rainer Peets, um, Stephen Williams is still alive. Um, let's see, Stephen Bishop is still alive. Um, Bill Taylor, uh, Jeremy Litt, he is still alive. Um, of course, all the kids that, you know, all the kids that were, uh, that pl played all the older people, that um, they're still alive. Uh, Kathleen Quinlan is still alive. Nancy Cartwright, of course, she's still yeah. playing Bart Simpson, so she's still alive. Um, Bill Mummy, he's still alive. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Mummy was actually the little boy that Jeremy Lip is playing. He was the little boy yes. in the original series. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but he was in the segment. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I think he was in the restaurant where um, Jeremy Lip meets yeah, he was, the teacher. Uh, uh, yeah, he was beating up on the uh, on the arcade game, which was screwing up the TV. And... Yeah, yeah, yep. And and uh, Bill Mummy's character was the one who yeah. was saying stuff to to the little boy. Uh, Jeffrey Bannister is still alive. John Lisko 
is still alive. Um, uh, John Dennis Johnston is still alive. Um, uh, Frank Toth is still alive. Jeffrey Weissman, Jeffrey Lampert. So, you know, all of them are still alive, um, including many, many more. Yeah, I, I just couldn't believe uh, that, <laughs> that, that I, I just knew that there were going to be more people passed on than there was. But there wasn't. There wasn't. Um, now we go to my groupers reaction uh, question. I asked my groupers. I asked them what their uh, favorite what their favorite segment was, and I did get some um, comments. Um, Allison <laughs> Allison Stonewell says, "Anthony, uh, it's from it's a good life." She said the scene where they show the sister and she can't talk freaked mm. me out as a kid. So she's right up there with Adam. Uh, and Stacy Schwartz agreed with me. She said the can. Uh, Monica Whitley, she um, put um, uh, uh, one of the episodes from the series. Um, she said the one where there were a lot of homeless people at her shelter on Christmas. And thought this one guy was a homeless man too, dressed as Santa, but he was yeah, the real Santa yeah. and had brought special I, I gifts that, for everybody. I, that one. I saw that one. Yeah, I you know I did not see see that one. I'm gonna have to see if it if it's on YouTube. And if it's on YouTube, it'll be the one that I put put up tonight. Another little trivia thing for you here. Have you uh, you heard of a band called Rush? No, no. Okay, they um they're retired now, but they they were they're they're my favorite band. Okay. And um, I, I I'll check them out on YouTube tonight. Okay. Um on on one of their albums, they have a song called "The Twilight Zone," and they reference two episodes mm -hmm. in the course of the song. Really? So, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Now that's that's good. That that's also a good fun fact yeah. to know. Well, uh, Richard, I don't have any more fun facts or any more questions or any more groupers reactions, and that that's all the people that have passed away and all the people that are living. So we have come to the end of my podcast. I I do thank you, and I, I think um, Adam and and Matt for um, popping in. I do, um, and I have never, ever done this on one of my episodes. I, I've always thought about doing it, but I haven't. Um, but I'm going to do it now. I want to say a little prayer for for Adam and his nephew. And uh, uh, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just pray that um, that Adam is is good i pray that his nephew is good i pray that everything is well i pray that nothing serious um is is going on and i just ask that you be with them lord jesus um and it's in jesus name i do pray amen um i i've never done that before and i just felt to do it um i will um the next time I, do, I go to uh, Shabbat services at my synagogue, I, we do a prayer for healing every week. I'll be sure to mention Adam's name 
uh, yes, sir, please do. Please do. And I think that he will um, appreciate that very much. And uh, hopefully he appreciates um, how much I, I just love him so much. Yeah, yeah. Adam is just so cool, like, dude. This is the second podcast I've done with him. He seems like a good guy. Yes, he, he is a really, really cool, cool dude. I just, um, I, yes, I, I love him so much. And I pre- appreciate him for um, coming on this podcast, man. I just I just really do. And I know that he appreciates us. I, I do. I, I do know that for sure. Well, guys, um, until next week, I, I, I'm not really sure... <laughs> You know, it's funny. I know what I'm doing the weekend after, but I don't know what I'm doing next weekend. <laughs> uh, isn't next week one of the Halloween? Yes. Um, it's, either, it's either Halloween two or Halloween kills. It's one of the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really, I really forget. I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, actually, I have my phone right here. Let me, let me look up what I'm doing next week. Uh, um, because next week starts my Halloween ex- uh, uh, um, event. Um, what do I call it? Extravaganza. That's what I call it. My Halloween extravaganza, and all that means is you guys are getting three episodes instead of one. I'm doing an episode on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, let me see what I'm actually doing next week and who I'm doing it with. Let me see. Um, uh, I got, I got, uh, I got the list right here. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, October twenty first, Zombie High. Yes, yes, with Marlene Miller and David Allen. And then Saturday, that Saturday is Halloween Kills. Kills. Uh, yes, with you, Christy Escu Morris, uh, Chai Chai Blade is on that one. And uh, Nathan Della. And then on Sunday uh, is the Purge Anarchy. Now, I have two two um, episodes on that one. Because I had the bright idea to have a girls, um, a girls one, an all-girls one, and an all-boys one. I probably will not do that ever again. But I, I just wanted to try it. I wanted to try it. So so in the afternoon, I have Kelly Dunsmore, Constance Goodrich, and Char Char Blade. And then in the evening at 645 for the guys' turn, I just have Nathan Dilla and Adrian Garza. So so Mr. Richard, if you want to go ahead and be on that one, you can if you want. Um, it's at 645. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, same here. Same here. I, the Purge Anarchy, I, yeah, I really have to get a move on and watching that. So, but, uh, but that's, that's my lineup for next week for my Halloween extravaganza. So, uh, well, guys, it has been such a pleasure. Uh, and I can't wait to see, talk to you guys again, uh, next week. Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, my uh, horror movie warriors uh, group page. If you guys want to um, join, please do. I'm at um, uh, 786 uh, members. Um, 
right now. So you guys just come on, come on and join. And uh, well, guys, uh, like I said, it's been a pleasure. And um, well, uh, I, I, I can't say I have I don't have any more to say, but I do have more to say. <laughs> uh, I just love you guys so much. So um oh yeah my 200th episode is coming up on halloween and i cannot wait for that either so and uh oh also i have shirts on sale too you guys can get uh, richard is wearing his shirt he bought i'm wearing i'm wearing my brand new horror movie warriors t-shirt yes he is i i'm so glad that makes me so excited as a matter of fact if you will richard please take a picture of it and put it on the group page if you haven't already Absolutely. if you Absolutely. if you haven't already please take a picture and put it on the group page so that others can see i'm not lying you can get this shirt <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, um, until next week, this has been Latrice Carter and Richard Moyland, and we will, we, we will see you guys later. Have a blessed night, guys. Good night. And go see Halloween ends. See how it ends. <laughs>